Welcome back, everybody, for another week of Party Car Disc Golf. I am your boy, your co-host, The Nates, joined alongside our host for the evening, The Cody. Damn, I love that sound. For the first time on the podcast. It's been a while. I get to enjoy a cold beverage. Mm, mm, mm. Back, <sighs> back on the wagon, huh? Or is it off the wagon? How does it, that how does that saying work? I don't care if there's a wagon or not. I'm drinking on it. <laughs> I feel like you're back on the wagon wagon because drunk people don't fucking walk no good. No, <laughs> I hear that. So, anyways, straight into the disc golf this week. Coming at you a little bit earlier in the week. We've got some plans going on. Decided to go ahead and get the disc golf episode recorded and out as early as possible. We're going out to GBO this weekend. Super excited to go and compete. Not super excited about the weather. No, it's raining like, already. It's like somebody up high decided that, oh, you guys are playing a disc golf tournament this weekend? Nah. Any tournament in Kansas that you play, you better prepare for wind, first of all, rain, second of all, and sometimes even snow. Yeah, that did happen that one time. That yes, sucks. it did. Or, bo- or all three at once. Yeah. Did you say cold also? Cold. The freezing cold. Or heat. Or both. Wicked humidity. It could, start, it could start cold, end hot. <laughs> Anyways, locally, you know, we kind of took a an off weekend with GBO coming around. You, you don't like that? What, what was that taste? No, that was great. That was me shaking my head about how much I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, we played a casual round with one of our other buddies, and I forgot how nice it was just to play a casual round and just throw and not always compete, you know, week in, week out. For it was, sure. It was nice. For sure. You can try stupider crap. You can try uh shots that you wouldn't normally try. You should you could try at your flick that you suck at. <laughs> it actually feels like practice. I know. Yeah. And it's still it's still like when you run stuff, you're like, ah oh, man, I was so close. Even though you know, it was a hard shot. Yeah, I don't know. It was fun. It was fun. I mean it was Millbrook. You know, pitch putt, pitch course, and putt. You know, little, pitch and putt. Couple, couple four hundred foot holes. We all kind of sucked, but it's whatever. That's that's why it's called practice. I know. Don't I know. waste it. Uh, it was fun having a newbie out. Well, newbie-ish. He was New- one of our buddies. Oldie from, but oldie but newbie. One of our buddies <laughs> from college came out and was playing with us. You know, that was cool. It was nice to see him out there throwing cheating lefty. Uh, yeah, cheating lefty. Hopefully, he sticks with it. Uh. I hope, but I would really like some more of our friends to get into it. I've uh, tried to convince some of our other buddies, but you know how they kind of fell off, and because we got good and they got just the same because they don't play as much, <laughs> and so they kind of fell off because they could never keep up with us. But you know, it was nice having somebody out there, and I was trying to be encouraging as much as possible while also talking shit. <laughs> hey, you were playing good. Uh got to brag on myself. You know, a little Sunday fun day ace this past Sunday. First all, one and uh like since twenty seventeen. All air with the assist from some chipmunks. I through think, the trees. I, I think it went through the trees. I don't think it hit a single thing. I don't think it hit anything either. Because when you when I went back and looked at the basket, there's an open gap right over the basket. Just right in. Just pushed through the leaves and went right into the basket. It was nice. Halo Thunder, you best disc out there. The worst part is is, is you did it like right as I was looking away, so I didn't even really, I didn't even see it and go in the chains. I just, as I turned around, I heard, and I hear Harp go, "He got it!" And I'm like, "What the hell just happened?" And then, uh, then right after you did that, I was like, oh, "I'm gonna throw a funzy. 
and I threw out a, a disc and I skipped it up and it smacked the freaking cage. Dink. So I was, I was like, dang. When I threw the shot, I knew it was going to be close. And then I never actually saw the disc go in the basket. I just saw the chains move. I was like, ah, it's been out. I heard it. <laughs> I heard it just standing there. Just So that was pretty cool. I haven't seen you ace in probably like. Since 2017. Yeah. It was my last one. No. Yeah. It was It was like 18. It had to have been. No, it was like 17. This is a Goddard. Yeah, it was like 17. I don't think it was 18. It's been it's been a long and time. I have I haven't hit one in two or three years either. So it's cool to finally have an ace. You finally paid me some money, even though it wasn't as much as what I paid you. I, I still don't know how much that ace pot was, but it, I have it, no it was idea. Probably like just a few bucks. I te- got hit like three times. I texted Chase and was like, "Hey, you know how much that ace pot was for Nate?" And he goes, "Not a nah. clue." Damien takes care of that, and I go, "All, All right. right, sounds good." I say I gotta hit up Damien. But other than that, you know, kind of a slow weekend for us locally, but. You know, with the first major in the PDGA this weekend, the Champions Cup, you would expect things to be a little bit tighter and heated in that. However, that is not how it went. No. I'd uh, say Robinson had it pretty much tied up on, on a Saturday. Yeah. I mean, he... He, he kind of pulled uh, the Katrina... Or not Katrina. He kind of pulled the Christian Tatar this week. Yeah. He just absolutely ran away with it, made it a one-horse race at no point. After the first round, was he ever not in control? No. I mean, Silas Schultz, you know, commend him. He shot the course record 12 down in round two to kind of put himself in contention. He screwed the pooch in round but, three. But then, yeah, kind of fell off the pace in round three and then shot solidly back in round four to kind of move up the boards, finishing in fourth. But, you know, when you're playing against the best in the world on a major, you can't fuck up a round. No. You take, you take a round off, you shoot a 60 on, on that course. Well, uh, I'm did. sorry. Yeah, he shot like a 61. No, he shot, yeah, he says 60 in the fourth. Yeah. 60 in the fourth or 60 in the third? 60 in the fourth round. What did he shoot in the third? <laughs> the course record, 54. I thought he did that in... First round, 55, 55, 54, oh. or 60. Okay. Which I had that mixed up. Which, by the way, course record day one hit the same course record day two, but then, like you said, Silas beat him and got the course record. Then he was like, you know what? Fine, I'll get the course record in that too. Right. What a beast performance, to be honest. By who? Zake Robinson. Oh yeah, great. I, you yeah. you kind of brought him into my attention earlier on in the season. I never even knew he was that good. Yeah, I I didn't know that he had that kind of putter turnover game and that much control, or else I'd had a lot more confidence in him in winning that tournament. I know he doesn't throw a lot of forehands. I know he has a turnover game like James Conrad, but I didn't think it was to that level at all. Super controlled. Super controlled. Hit his gaps. Hit his lines. In the last round, had seven strokes. He didn't. He didn't he, try that hard. Yeah, he just like I just got to hit my gaps and not go a B and not take bogeys. He was up by seven. Yeah. He he didn't have to try that hard. Ended up winning by five. So, so he only gave up two strokes to to eagle. Right. So and no big eagle deal. had to shoot. Eagle, eagle shot minus ten in that last round to come yeah. all the way up and tie, for, put a tie in second with Nicholas Antelo. Mm-hmm. And then Silas Schultz. You know, he round two, he shot the neg 12, and then the third round, he shit the bed, only shooting three down, and then he shot... What did, he, what did Silas shoot that last round? Uh, 56. So a solid 56, putting him in four. Yeah, but his 50, his 63 is what really... Yeah, that, in that third round. Took him out of contention. Um, I would say Eagle finally had a little bit of a comeback run this tournament compared to other tournaments that he's been in this year. Um 
that was my favorite going into this week. I couldn't pick him in our pickums because of the our top ten rule or whatever where we pick our cards. But I thought he was going to do well this week. He ended up doing well, but Isaac Robinson just took the cake. Turns out, and your then, boy though didn't do too well. Our boy, guess you could say, because I'm also a Paul fan, had a rough weekend. Uh, we can get into that later. <laughs> when we oh, I, we will. But I'm just he. he Man, it's He's tough having to, a rough season. Tough period. to see him have a tough season so far. Uh, think he's uh, think he's washed. <laughs> this happened like two years ago. When also, he got, when, when he, he first when he got married, switched yeah, <laughs> and when he first switched over to disc disc uh, discraft, uh, he has he has a he always has a kind of a slowish start to the season unless he was winning those Texas tournaments. But other than that, he kind of, this is when he starts picking it up around this time each year. I think he picks it up. Yeah, we'll see. We take a look at the FPO side. I mean, basically, who cares? Same story, different book. You know, Krista Tatar does her thing, winning by fourteen strokes. You know, basically making the FPO division just like the NPO division this week, kind of a one horse race. Uh, she had twelve strokes going into the last round, plays conservatively, and still finds two strokes somehow and wins by fourteen. Freaking insane! Yeah, someone test her for PEDs. She's being crazy. Hey, you know, when you're that good, you're that if good. If someone had a performance like this in the NFL, that would have made him piss in a cup. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. I mean, Owens Goggins, you know, she plays well. She finishes on the podium with a second-place finish. Haley King makes a podium, tying for third with Kat Merch and Katrina Allen. The only reason why I'm bringing up Haley King, she was the 2020 DGPT Women's Champion. And kind of after that, she... Kind of, I mean, she's been in the mix, but hasn't been on, on a lot of lead cards in the FPO division. Hasn't had a lot of wins. Got a lot and of I tour like series discs. Got a lot of tour series discs, especially since moving in with Innova and leaving Discraft. You know, Innova really thought she was going to be the next big FPO player. And she wrong hasn't quite lived up to that hype, especially over the last year and a half with Chris Tatar, you know, basically playing over in America the entire season, you know. It's it's hard for Haley King to compete with that. Yeah, I I think we're moving into some some newer competition now. I don't I don't know if Haley King is good enough to keep up with some of the more tar- top tier people. I think she is. I think just the way that she plays is a lot similar to how Adam or Anthony Barella plays. Super. I mean, she is super long. Throws the disc really far for the FPO division. But when she makes a mistake, it just, like quicksand, we've talked about it over and over again. She just falls down that and it snowballs. And then, you know, one bad shot turns into two bad shots, turns into three bad shots, turns into a whole bad round. How are you going to talk about my boy AB like that? Hey, I like AB. But until he can just get it figured out, he I don't think he's ever going to have a big win. Stop. Stop. AB will have a win before Haley King has another win. Another one. I mean, she already has a, a, a women's championship nah. for the Pro Tour. Yeah, that's back when no one was really playing besides Paige Pierce. And Katrina Allen. And I think Jennifer Allen played in that, too. Probably. Uh, I think Owen Scroggins having another great great turnout again. Obvi- uh, obviously done with her putter. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think she's one to look out for. If, if Tatar has an off week, I definitely think she could sneak in there. Um. I don't really have another favorite other than those people. Like, I'm obviously uh, Katrina Allen can sneak in there, but I don't really have other favorites in the women's division. I don't I don't think Owens Goggins can b- 
beat Tatar. Unless I said on, off week. I mean, even on an off week, it had to be on such a shorter course because Owen doesn't throw that far. She just wins and puts herself in positions like this. No, I'm just saying like, if Tatar doesn't putts. make make it in the, like the top three, like she has been for the last like 20 fucking tournaments. Yeah. I, mean, I think if it's an off week for her, like she's like, oh, this is, I'm sore, something fucked up. No, nah, she's, not, she's, she, like she's not Paige Pierce. She doesn't make excuses. Well, Paige Pierce was injured and played the course blind, so I'll give her She definitely that. did not play it blind. She's played that course before. <laughs> played it blind. Hey, Tatara's probably out there playing like 10 practice rounds. How? It? The course doesn't change. We heard to talk about this. It does if you don't play they, it. They, they had like two hole changes, and all they did was move the tees and move the pins. So, anyway, uh, I don't really think there's competition in the women's division. I think even though everybody is saying that, oh, it's become more competitive and yada, 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 I still think it's all that happened right now is that instead of it being Paige Pierce kicking everybody's butt every weekend, now it's Christian Tatar kicking everybody's butt every yeah. weekend. And no one really can keep up. No. I mean, when when she's on, she's on. You might as well just go ahead and mail it in and fight for second it's and third. A, so, so in my mind now, you can kind of say that FPO isn't as competitive as what we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year because tatar is just that much better now i mean after tatar there's that huge clump of of females you know the own scoggins the katrina allen the Haley kings cat merch uh i mean even Paige pierce when she's allegedly healthy and, and playing good she's up there at the top still but i even think Paige pierce at her best right now is no match for a Tatar at her best. I, th- I think that I think uh, so. You know how like uh, in the UFC or boxing, once you've won the championship and you you've done it, you've defended your belt a couple times, and then you lose it, and how hard it is to get your belt back and like take take. Yeah, I have a feeling now, and I I'm still you know rooting for Paige Pierce. So you think? Wait, but I think she's washed. That, no, I didn't say that. She's still good. She's washed. But the. How hard it is to find your, you know, it's kind of like everybody in the NFL, right? They they have kids and they become athletes and yada yada. How many of them kids become pros? I don't know. Not very many. And the reason is because once you have the this nice little golden egg given to you, it it becomes like really hard to find the drive, the competitive. She's won five world championships and. There's no drive anymore. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Until the target's five, and then she's like, oh, shit, I got to get a six. It's kind of like how, well, at least Paul has to chase Ken Climo. Paige isn't chasing anybody. Very you true, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, and even though Ken, Ken Climo, I've heard, is a real piece of work. I'll, I'll put it lightly, but. I don't know too much about him. But, uh, yeah, Paul's still chasing Ken Climo, kind of. That's just a completely different day and age in pro disc golf. Yeah. So to have, what, 12, 12 world championships? Ken 12, Climo? yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not the same in today. No. no. He didn't compete versus anybody. I don't I think Ken Climo was even before, like, Avery Jenkins. I'm, I'm not going to speculate on that. I don't. I'm not, I don't, not, I, not too I, sure. I, I honestly, I haven't. I don't go back. I don't go back and watch tournaments from, like, 10, 15 years ago, so I don't really remember. But uh, I just think that's what it is. I think I think Paul still has something to chase. Paige really doesn't have anything to chase. And 
you're seeing a drop off. I think I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think they're both washed. Well, pa- you're stupid. Pa- Paige for sure. Paul, he, what, he might as well okay. be washed. So now that you just said that, I might as well pick Paul to win this tournament this week because it turns out I'm it's, wrong. It's going to be guaranteed that Paul yeah. probably wins this because anytime people start talking about washed, especially he on our comes podcast, back out of nowhere because I, all of a sudden, a couple weeks ago, I said James Conrad has been washed and he's hasn't boom. done anything. Then boom, he's on lead card. I and think he finished at like seventh or sixth because he had a real bad last round. I think we even talked. I think I even said something about it's it's sad to see Eagle falling off. Because of his injury, and then bam, he's second in this tournament, and was playing great. So what you're telling me is, is that we have the power to influence PDGA tournaments. What I'm saying is, is we need to talk more trash on AB if we both really like him, so that way he can win a tournament. Cody, you fucking <laughs> suck, and you're going to take dead last at, at GBO this weekend. God, I hope it works. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jones Burrow this coming weekend, let's get to our party card pickums. Let's but ride. before we do that, we'll recap last week. Score one, score another one for the bad guys. Let's go, Cody. T- tell me, tell me some. Did, did it hurt you finally when you because you, you had a one stroke lead? Did it did it pain you to see Paul just dwindling? It Paul Paul didn't have a one stroke lead. He was back one going into that last round. I, I, whatever. And then yeah, he had one stroke lead with three holes left, and then he shit the bed. Yeah, buddy. But no, you had Chris Dickerson ends up. I don't, I don't even know what 11. it took. Eleven. He didn't play that good. Oh, Paul. He didn't played play that worse good and worse every round, and still just barely squeaked it out. Yeah. Well, when Paul gives him five strokes after the first round, then it, then it went down to like three. Then then it was one going to the last round. I was like I have a chance. And I have two. a chance. He gained two on the last one. Yeah. Paul had a Paul had a rough go at it in that last round. So you're up three to one. Let's go. And the party card pickums because you got two points when you picked Burr and he won. Then you got a point this week with Chris Dickerson. And Chris Dickerson has scored points for both of us. That's my only point is Chris Dickerson. Chris Dickerson having a good season. Yeah, he's he's always gonna be a, a good finisher. So I feel I feel like Chris Dickerson always does this. Does he always start off hot and then kind of no, slowly he, fades? He never fades. He just kinda he he puts himself, he gives himself opportunities and to stay in contention. He, he doesn't always win, but yeah, he's always there at the top. And he might, he does it real quietly, real sneaky. He's very, I'm not saying, he, I mean, he's on lead card, but most of the time when you see him at the top, it's from chase card or third card. And then by the end of the tournament, he's right there in the top five. He's like what, he's like what uh, KJ and Emerson Keith do. <laughs> Back in the day, a few years ago, sure. Yeah, they just. Oh, they're just lingering, lingering, well, was, and they're a lead card. I think it was twenty twenty, or maybe twenty twenty one. There was there was a KG, couple seasons where KG where I call, was on lead card a lot, three single. But he never, he couldn't get the fucking job done. I remember that because we were that's when we were watching him. That had been like twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, because oh oh, uh, crack him if you got him. Oh dang! Wow, that was a fail. There it is. I don't have fingernails. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, KJ it had been 2022, 2021, where KJ was just, was just making every single lead card on Jomez, at least, and maybe on DGPT. But All right. So you don't have Diggerson or, or Gannonburg available, and I don't have oh, Paul McBeth or James Proctor. 
Oh, yeah. Because you're going to pick James Proctor again. I might. He might. All right. Flip the coin. I'm calling tails since I lost. It's heads. Yes, it so, is. So you get a pick first. Cards are right there. Oh, we didn't even shuffle the cards. What is this nonsense? That's your job. I had to do the intro. You had to do the intro because it was the first, first. They should just be right there on top. Beer, man. How could you not? This is me shuffling them ASMR for you guys. Some disc golf. I think one of those are, or one of those the wrong side up. Nope. What do you got? So you can't pick Burr or Ricky. So you can't pick Burr Dang because. It. But you can't pick Ricky because he's not playing in the Champions Cup. Or right. he dropped out of Champions Cup, but he's not you, playing this week. Well, you, I can still you can still get a chance to pick before me. Uh, I will pick before you. Yeah. Okay. So I drew the six, so I get to pick before you. <sighs> so you're probably gonna go Calvin Heimberg. There's a there's a good chance I do. <sighs> but there's you know also what? a good chance I don't. I'm gonna defer my pick. You can pick first. Name off the top ten list for the listeners, you know, because they need to hear so, it. Rick, so using U-Disc World Rankings after Champions Cup, Ricky number one, Gannon Burr number two, Calvin Heimberg, Sam, Simon Lazar, Eagle McMahon, Paul McBeth, Chris Dickerson there at seven, Kyle Klein at eight, AB at nine, and Isaac Robinson jumps all the way up to ten. I, I said it last week, and I want, I want to go for him this week. I'm taking Eagle. So you're taking Eagle. That's a good pick this week. So... The reason why I let you pick is because I wanted to see if you were going to pick in the top five because I'm going for two points. I'm going for the gusto. I'm going. We already talked about him. I'm going with Kevin Jones. KJ. He did pretty well. He did really well at this tournament last year. He took, he took third last year, fourth the year before yeah. in uh, 2020. There was COVID. They didn't play. 2019, he took eighth. 2018, he took 13th. So he's been trending he, up in this tournament. Is he from Arkansas? He's from Arkansas. Yeah. We're talking about. I'm just saying. Honestly, I was either gonna pick him, uh, Eagle, because he's been having a pretty decent season, or I was gonna go and try to pick Paul and see if I could will him into first place. Why didn't you? You said that you were. I was. I was thinking about it, but I I deferred to Eagle because I was like, man, he was so close last week, and yeah, if you would have picked Paul, I would have picked Chris Dickerson. <laughs> <laughs> try to take a point. Just just try to get one point instead of two, but. You picked on the top five, so I'm going outside the top ten and see if I get right, two man. points and tie it up. Let's we'll see if it's been since the first tournament, I think, since KJ's been worth a dang. So I hope that this is just the tournament that he turns it around. Like we've mentioned it, he's played this course numerous times extremely well. I'm hoping that he just d- does me good, does me right. Well, I'm pretty sure Eagle didn't play in this tournament last year because of his injury. That does sound correct. So... It's going to be a new experience for Eagle. Uh, he's, play, he's played the course before. Oh, yeah, of course. But new experience, no no forehand still. I'm pretty sure unless he he uh, wheeled his elbow back into contention. But I don't, I don't think that is so. Uh, I think he's throwing it lightly. I don't think he's throwing it full power. Which that really only comes into play on a couple holes that I'm aware of at Jonesboro. This side of heaven. That's such a cool name for a disc golf course. That sounded really good. Damn, I love that sound. <laughs> so, that pretty much wraps up the pick. At the end of the at the end of the day, it's going to be four to one bad guys. 
And I don't good, know. You and, could, you could get two more points. The Eagle could win and be five to one. And good guys are just gonna be sucking it up still. Hey, Remember how happy the good guys were. The good guys after week one. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm the only one taking players out of the top ten. I'm I'm taking what? leaps of faith. What? I'm pretty sure my first week I took somebody out of top ten. Oh yeah, you took Adam Hammers and yeah. and you lost. Yeah, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> I went for I went for the for the gusto and it screwed me. But it wasn't the gusto because it wasn't two points. I don't think I had an option. I think I picked like the number eight card or something. No, I think you picked six or something like that. What are you looking at? What you got there? Oh, they're asking me if I've looked at the Jones East map, and I'm like, yes, it's Ob Central. Yeah. Um. Anyway, though, what about? Are we, are we going to get into our discussion Discussion topics. topics for the week. Yeah, I was also going through those messages. It's been a while. Uh, so we got two discussion topics. The first one, let's start with... Let's start with the must-haves. The utilities stuff to have in your bag that aren't discs. And then we'll end with our other discussion topic. So, Cody, what's your number one utility item or items? Does, does beer count? Absolutely. that I have that as... Number four, hydration slash booze. Booze is the number one utility <laughs> item. But if we take booze out of it, you got to go with towel. A towel a towel is very the, important, especially I here. I think no matter what, it could be dry outside. A towel is the most important thing you could have in your bag. Why? Because if it's wet, all you get all the mud, the wetness off, you dry off your disc. When it's dry, you get all that sand mm-hmm. and dirt. You get it on your disc. You got to get that crap off. You can't. If it's if it's sandy, it's just going to slip out of your hand just as bad if it's wet. Yeah. It just, that, that feel is just on your, especially your putter, just drives me insane. Like, I remember when we got done playing cold watch, I had to go wash my putters off. Yeah. And then when we got done playing at Millbrook the other, last weekend, I had to wash my putters off because there's, you know, kind of sand, dusty areas yep. on their, on their greens. Yep. I just had to clean my putters. Also, uh. I don't know if you've uh, played a few rounds here in the middle of you know J- July and August, but uh, sometimes you need a towel because it gets a little moist. You're sweating because the humidity makes you feel like you're walking underwater, trying to breathe underwater. <laughs> My number one thing to have, other than booze, even though I did put that at four, your sticky stuff, your chalk, your resin, your uh, your turpentine, if you're one of those guys. Turpin? What? Not turpentine. Uh, par- pine tar. Oh, I was like, turpentine? Who's out there lighting up turpentine and putting it on their I, desk? I don't, know, I don't know why. I just thought of that pine tar. But, I haven't heard of turpentine in a long time. But I use I used to use pitcher resin That's uh, that a couple stuff. years ago. And yeah, once again, I had to wash it off my putters in my hand every after every round. Because <laughs> oh. that stuff became so... So tacky, especially like you said in July and everything. Get my sweat, and then get that resin on my hand. I could probably palm my disc. I was about to say, <laughs> I don't know. I know this is a disc golf podcast, but just a few weeks ago, I sent you a video of uh, Verlander Scherzer, Scherzer, same guy, <laughs> Scherzer, and he got thrown out of a game because of pine tar mixed with his own sweat. A resin mixed resin. with his own sweat. And he's like, I did nothing wrong, but he could literally palm a baseball. <laughs> sticky. Like flat hand baseball stuck to his hand. And if that's all just resin and sweat. It's ridiculous. And the alcohol that they made him wash it off. Yeah, with. yeah, and the alcohol. Yeah. 
but not booze, but alcohol. Like yeah, IPA. IPA. Isopropyl alcohol. Not IPA. IPA. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. What? As a joke. It's funny to me, at least. We're, I've talk, been we're talking about IPAs and then having IPAs. What? What? Anyway, let me get into the next best thing. And there's actually a new version of this out now. What we call a quick stick. Oh, the disc retriever. Yeah, that was my number disc two. Disc retriever. But now they make this one where it's carbon fiber and it has a little like a little like suction cup thing on it, like a little ball. Yeah. And I was skeptical. I was like, that's never gonna work. That's that, that thing is never gonna be able to hold withhold a weight of a disc. And I played with somebody last Wednesday that had one, and literally two people threw it in the water, and he just stuck it into the water, bloop, popped it right out, threw it on the bank, stuck it back in the water, popped the other one back on, threw it right on the bank. I was like, good to go. I was like, that thing works that well. And he goes, oh yeah, it's great. And it works a lot better when it's wet, when like there's water for sure. And I heard the best thing about it: it's carbon fiber, and it has threaded pieces. So if one of the pieces break, like on a regular quick stick, you can now unscrew it, take it off, and they sell replacement parts for it. See, that's good because I use quick stick, and sometimes. It, you just at such a bad angle, you can't get the disc on it. So you kind of have to try to hook it before you can actually slide it into that. If you have the slotted version other than the hook version. Yeah. And honestly, uh, I think other than the quick stick and then this new one now, I think the other disc retrievers, you know, like the, the lasso thing where you throw it into the water yeah. or the hook, the single hook or the double hook that DD makes uh-huh. garbage. Like those shouldn't even be a thing. But the double hook isn't bad. The single hook that quick the double hook's good for the double hook's good for if it's in a tree. The double hook is good in water too. So this is called a max max disc retriever. Of course, the page is loading. They're sold on Infinite. It's called a max stick retriever. By the way, that's what they're. That how much, the, how much are they going cup. for? Actually, right now this one's going for fifty bucks. Boom! I did hear a rumor that they are going to get those in our shops. I I also heard a rumor. Finally, something I can use my duck bucks. I on. know that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> so like, oh, sick! Yeah, but I I think that honestly, like the ones that you throw and you have to bring in with the rope are completely useless. Those those were good when disc golf first started to like expand, become huge. People losing discs. That was the first thing you had because they didn't have the quick sticks. But you can't use it. Like if you're in a round, you can't use that. You can. You have to get so lucky. You just just have to get it the first couple tries because you only got two minutes. So we've got the sticky stuff. We got disc retriever. We got towels. Those are my top three. We already talked about booze. That was my number four. I still have a good one. My number five thing. And I don't carry it, but I'm definitely going to carry it this weekend because I have a feeling playing GBO and at Country Club. It's going to be a three-hour round. Your boy's gonna need some fucking munchies. He's gonna need some snacks. No, I see. I'm I'm a big proponent against this. I don't think I think food during a round is bad. I think I think food during some rounds are bad, but when it's three hours and you didn't have to play behind somebody last keeper and play a three and a oh, half you hour hungry? round. Were you yes, hungry after lunch? No, I was hungry to get to lunch. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's already freaking twelve o'clock and we still got five holes left. We were supposed to be done forty five minutes ago. <laughs> See, I don't. I'm. I'm telling you, every. T- I've never. Every time, I eat, and this probably uh, proponents back to like stomach issues I've had after eating. But 
I every time I've ever eaten on a disc golf course, I just play like shit. <laughs> it's because do you think it's because you have to poop? <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but fifty fifty. Well, I'm not. I'm not talking about having like a whole fucking sandwich. I'm talking about like you know maybe a pack of peanuts, oh, and crackers. You, got, you go out there with some, some nice sourdough, a nice like Helms mayo. You put some. No one. No <laughs> you, put some you, prosciutto, <laughs> you put some prosciutto on there with some mutts. Mmm. It's like you're trying to speak to me. I know it. It's a sandwich. <laughs> it sounded like all I got was bread and the sourdough. A prosciutto. A, a pair of shoes. <laughs> No, but uh, you, you, what do you think? A granola bar? Yeah, just something holds you over. For, I think this weekend it won't be too bad because it's not supposed to be hot, but when it gets hot, sometimes I have to have a little something to kind of get that, that moisture in my mouth going again. See, I, I'd be with, are we going to include this with like energy drinks? Because I like to carry a, a C4 see, or something. I, see, that's something that I don't like to do in the middle of the round because you talk about having to make yourself shit. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Uh, right before Coolidge, uh, I didn't tell anybody, but I had a full energy drink in my bag. And I think this is why I played like crap in the first round. You did tell us. Is the entire it, right? energy drink spilled in my bag. Yeah. And all of my discs had the sticky crap on them the for the first sticky. round. And I, I, and it, I, I had, I'm telling you, the stickiness had nothing to do with it. But I feel like I was tired. And it's because I didn't have my energy drink. And then at Andover, I was about to say. So, what was your excuse for it? At Andover, I was a nice guy, and gave my second energy drink to Harp, <laughs> and it costed me. Well, it costed him too. He didn't play very well either. I know he probably shouldn't have drank it. He probably should have gave it to me. Yeah, he was overthrowing everything. So we're not going to count that in the food. Are we going to count that in the same? Count that as hydration. Okay. Because I mean, it's a fluid. True. So okay. we've covered my top five. Is there anything outside that yeah, top five that you have on you your list? You are ridiculous. How do you not have... We use it every single round, except for some tournament rounds where you're playing with some randos. What? A speaker. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you can play around without a speaker. It's not Ab- a necessity. So, music. You music. have to have music or something. If if you don't have one of those, or you don't have ear pads in or something, what's the point? I mean, with the guys that we play with on a regular basis, I don't need music. Everybody provides enough banter to listen to that I don't nah, need music I need all the me time. Some music. Sometimes I want to tune out some of them fat heads talking. <laughs> nah, like, listen to some of those guys talk just kind of gets me going. I'm like, yeah, you guys keep running your mouth. Yeah. They're, I swear, man, like, I just tune people out. I've learned to, like, just be like, I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> I don't. I listen to you it. You know that, you know, like how on old dial, I know these young guys that are listening to, you know how TV used to have dials and you should be like, analog. And so uh, I feel like now when someone's talking to me, I'm like, your analog switch is here, and I just crank it down to one. You get a one. You get, you get absolutely Speaker nothing. is a must. I think speaker is a must more than food. Or or some, I mean, some sort of music is more than food. I would agree with that because I don't carry food on me very often. But I always have a speaker. Whether it's charged or not, well, honorable, time will tell. Honorable mention because... Uh, you don't need it for every round, but when you do need it, it's huge an umbrella. But you can't carry that in every round. Oh yeah, I mean you can make 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 the same kind of thing for a rangefinder. Like I carry mine with me. I don't use it. I don't the- think rangefinders are important. Like yes, I feel like when I ask people like how far did you get, I'm definitely gonna use the absolute shit out of it. Well, this weekend. you're gonna need it. Yeah. All all the distances that I'm playing this weekend, 
is going to be really similar. Because I've already checked the maps. It's going to be really similar to what I've played everywhere else. Exactly. But is there anything we're missing? I, I know there's something. No, that's that. Pre- that's almost everything I have in my bag. Speaker, I keep booze, a, not the munchies, but they're gaggle of towels, disc retriever, chalk, resin, all the sticky stuff. I keep a... What are those things called that has like 12 tools in them? Multi-tool? I keep a multi-tool in my bag. That's not a necessity. But it's it's nice not a necessity. I've, I've used it literally one time. Every, You know what would be a good idea, especially if you have a Zooka cart? An oops kit. For if like one for year, cuts and scrapes and no, all that? No, I'm talking about like if one of your nuts fall off. When oh, I have nuts, that. Yeah, I have that. I don't. I don't, I don't know what they call it for a zooka, but I know like gun parts. For they, an oops they call, kit, I thought maybe, they, they call it an oops kit. Uh, for an oops kit, I thought maybe you'd have TP or some other <laughs> or a spare pair of underwear in there. Uh, that's shit tickets. <laughs> oops, <laughs> I need a new pair of underwear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next discussion topic. You know what we missed? I have. And this might not go me. in the bag, but it, it definitely is a necessity. Ibuprofen. Oh yeah. Hundred percent, or some sort of Pre- med, like even a headache. Like I carry, uh, Excedrin everywhere I go. Just the inkling of having a headache makes me sick. Yeah, that for me, that's not really like a necessity for in the bag or definitely in it, the car. But definitely in the car or in the shop, uh, it's definitely a pregame ritual, <laughs> as it were. You know, 800, 600 milligrams ibuprofen, four or five beers. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, minor details. Four or five beers, two putts, four throws, warm up ready, let's go. Next discussion topic. We all have to deal with them. For those of us that play competitively, all mostly referring to amateurs, amateur tournament stereotypes. I'm sure we're just going to start with number one. It's probably number one on both our list. Everybody has to deal with them. The fucking baggers. The guy that, told, that shows up, oh yeah, I'm just playing my rating. That motherfucker. Yeah, I don't. I didn't put that guy on my list. You didn't put him in the top five? No, because I'm used to playing with you and harp all the time. I don't bag. What? I don't bag at all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying here. <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't care. Like that dude to me, like yeah, you get those guys, but I feel like I don't see that as much as what you, as some of the other people I see. Okay, who do you, who do you see? My my I mean, my really fun one is uh is uh, and I don't I th- is the amateur that thinks he's a pro that plays up but then drops back down. <laughs> that, that's kind of, that, that's my number two. The guy that's weighing over his head. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The guy that's weighing over his head, or even like a someone that's like, yeah, I've been playing for six months, and it's like, oh, you're playing advanced right now, buddy. Literally, I have that in my notes. The guy that's way in over his head. Yeah, I've been playing for a year and throw a 450. I'm ready for like, advanced. <laughs> I'm not, like, listen, I've been playing for a long time. I'm not going to say I'm ready for all these, but I know what's going down. Like, you can't surprise me during a, round, during a tournament round. You know what I mean? Like, I am I can see a bunch of crap happening. Like, if it's, if it's happened and it's bad, it's already happened to me before. Right. Whereas someone that has only played, like, two tournaments before... They don't know how bad things can get. It can get real bad. Exactly. There's a difference between playing casual rounds or even like our small sanctioned rounds for PDAG League, PDGA League, and then playing in an actual tournament. Completely different setup, completely different feeling, completely different mojo. But those are also uh, fun people to play with because usually they just get like either they're they just really upset or they, or they just completely give up. 
Like, there's like, I'm, I'm so over this. Or, That's a complete sadist thing for you to say, like, yeah. Like, that motherfucker torture himself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, it's okay, buddy. Like, you can get him on the next hole. There's plenty of disc golf left. Next hole. That's my number three. Mr. Way too positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice you, run. No worry. You were close bro, to the basket. <laughs> bro, this is me to a T because if I'm playing a bad round, or if I'm even playing like like just a mediocre round, you will hear me so many times just being the uber positive person. I'm sorry, I just can't. I can't handle that. <laughs> I'll look. I'll look at you. nice, no, dude. Because I'm like, I gotta bring that good karma to me. No, dude. Nothing is more frustrating. I guess it's not frustrating. It's just annoying. Like when you make a putt, it's a ten foot putt, no danger, no win. You I'll hear someone putt. say, "Nice putt," like. Dude, this this should be a gimme, okay? If I missed this putt, and I swear if someone said nice run, I'd probably lose my fucking shit. Yeah, that, that this is me, and it's because I'm nervous about my round. Not not necessarily, like, I, I don't mean anything towards the other player's round, but if I'm, like, sitting there, I'm just like, I'm usually, what I'm doing is I'm thinking about, like, my next shot, and I'm like, and I'll see that get missed, and I'm like, oh, yeah, nice run. And I don't even know what you just did. <laughs> You could have made the putt, and I just go, oh, nice nice putt. You'd be five feet away. I have no fucking idea. See, I don't give a nice putt unless it was truly a nice putt. No. I don't usually, give a nice... Usually when I said a really nice putt, and I'm just like, and I'm down or something, like, motherfucker. Really? I'm just like, of course you're going to drain that. Fucker. Of course you're going to make that. Like like when, uh, like when we were playing at Andover, and Deadman just splashed. He's the furthest person oh, yeah. out, and he splashes it from like 55 feet. And I just looked over at you, and he's like... Well, that's going to be one of these rounds. And I was like, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I got one. All right. What else you got? I'll just call him the hippie. The dude that goes out there wants to, wants to be token or whatever. Kind of, kind of socially awkward because he, because he can't be high during a, during a tournament round. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking, you know that, what the guy that, I'm talking about? That kind of ties into my, to my fifth one. Like I call it the casual competitor. The guy that shows up. Shows up early just to hang out, partake in pre-round festivities like me. Drink or, you know, some people show up, get get a little high, kind of relax. And then they start the tournament and it's like, fuck, my buzz is gone. <laughs> Damn yeah. it. Yeah. I, there, there can also be like a, there's a hippie dude or like a, like a, what's it called? Like a squatter dude. Like guys that like hang out at the disc golf course just way too much, but never really play that much. <laughs> Then you got people like the Danny. I wait. Hey, but Danny's good even during a round. During a tournament round, he's still pretty I good. I haven't played with him in a while. Yeah, I haven't. Well, he moved up to MP40 or MA40? MP40. He yeah. plays a lot of age protected now. Yeah. Yeah, because he's scared of that heat. He's so, scared of that heat. Doesn't want that smoke. Yeah. But uh, I, I get what you're saying, like the hippie guy, the guy that's like super vague. And then throughout the, ter- throughout the whole first round, he's like, Fuck, dude. This one's going to pertain to us. I know you might not have another one, but I, I just thought of this one on the top of my head. Ex, college, or a- other athlete now played disc golf. <laughs> yeah, back you know, in my college days, I used to. Yeah. I could probably throw this thing eight billion feet. Someone that's kind of jacked at the same time or like looks like they had lifted weights at one point. You know, bro science type Bro's, dude. Frat boy throws. Hey man, chill out with that. <laughs> that that could be another category right there. What you got another one that's not I, 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 talk I, got, about? I got one more. Okay. Uh the people that play eighteen holes to get ready to play eighteen holes. Oh my god. <laughs> the guys that are super serious that go out and warm up just to 
cool back down just to warm up again right before the round. Thirty six whole boys. It just blows my mind. Like I can okay. Like, I kudos, like kudos to you if you want to be that competitive. I like Go throwing ahead. before a little bit. Just like warm up, but I I I don't want to throw, go out and throw like five or six holes. Right now, I'm just wasting at that point. What if you hit an ace? That's such. I've seen it before. Oh yeah. Just the thought of that in my head means just wasted it. I could have had that during the round. Or what's worse, and why I don't throw a lot during uh, warm ups and <clears throat> during tournaments is that the one time I warmed up during a tournament, I was throwing discs on my warm up hole or on a warm up hole. And then I left it, moved to my actual starting hole, and I'm looking for that disc. I'm like, fuck. I did that, I did that in yeah. Andover. Yeah, you did, yeah. I left a disc there. I never picked it up and yep. just totally forgot about it. So that that's why I don't really like the throws because I'm afraid I'm going to leave one of my best discs out there in the middle of a field or on another hole that I warmed up on and just think like, now I got to play my whole freaking round without my best disc. Great. Doubles has been confirmed for the night, by the way. We're playing or not playing? We are playing. We are playing. All right. Well, well that's good. We're about we're wrapping it up here. You got we another can, one? We can make up another one, which is guy that's only good at doubles but never shows up at tournaments. <laughs> you? Yeah. <laughs> A Cody? That's what we'll just call it. We'll call it the Cody. Guy that's amazing, uh, has an amazing doubles partner. But when he's by himself, he really just shits terrible. the bed. <laughs> guy that don't home, home, homers. Home coursers? Home coursers. Home coursers. No, because I'm good. At, I was good at doubles when we played Colwich, too. It's just, there's something about being on a doubles team where I just like, no, okay. Just play relax. And then you what smack you? every single line. And and you're like, why don't I play like this when I'm a single? It's just like, I watched a video today of this dude. And uh, he was like, me during practice, but during tournament rounds. And he's throwing his putts and how he's just missing. Just yanking them. Missing, yank, into the cage, whatever. And he's like, I always practice putt. Why is it? Why does it not work? And it's just him like throwing the disc underneath his legs during practice putting hours and doing like, you know, fun putts. And it's like that makes total sense. Like when you don't care that much, you play better. And when you care a lot, you suck. <laughs> See, I interpreted that video completely differently than the way that you did. <laughs> I interpreted it in the way of that he's in a tournament round, he's regular putting right, and he's just shaking everything, and then. When he's doing his practice putting sessions, he's doing all these other things, going between the legs, forehand flick. I'm like, yeah, that's not you practice putting. That's you throwing the disc in the basket. That's why your practice putting isn't matching your tournament putting. So what you're saying is, is he should putt underneath his legs because he practiced it. Practice how you play. If that's how you practice, sure, send it. Talking about. I mean, we. I don't remember the guy's name uh, from last DDO. No, no, no free shoutouts. Who puts uh, like cornhole. From like 20 feet out. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. That is so annoying. <laughs> Dude, he fucking makes it. I tried it. I can't do it. No. There's too much spin on it. It's weird. It's just... I don't even think there's... he. There's not even a lot of spin on it. It's just it's a just weird like, motion. So I also bowl. It'd be like if I tried to, it, to bowl putt it. it. It's almost like that. Except no. becoming... You're not becoming from behind the ball, but around it. Like you would a... Uh, like you would a... Uh, like a bag. The only thing, home. the only thing that I've ever like been halfway decent at that like kind of mimics something is like turbo putting. turbo putting, and it's not, it's really not like it's not like throwing a football, it's not like throwing a base, but it's kind of like throwing a baseball, I guess. 
It's just it's like kind of throwing like a cutter, I guess, like a two seam so fastball. Put your hands wide open, <laughs> and you just kind of let. It... I throw a change up. Yeah, like a, yeah, like a circle change, sure. But other than that, I don't have any more stereotypes. We got the bagger, the the way in over his head, Mister Way Too Positive, the guy, the super tryhards that warm up way too much, the casual hippie, the casual competitor, the dude that can't keep his shirt on. We saw a couple of those this weekend. Did we? Yeah, remember we were playing the West Course, and there was like a group of like 15, 16 people, and it was like shirts and skins. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not really that bad. I was just joking around. It gets hot out there. It wasn't even that hot. No, it wasn't. It was kind of weird. All right, so are you you ready for this, Cody? I did the intro, which means you get to do the outro. Are you ready? All right, buddy. Hit us with the outro. And that's been another episode of Party Card Sports Disc Golf Edition. Your boys are going to be partying up in GBO tonight. This weekend, fuck. (laughs) That's my best outro. Let's go. (laughs) 